0: Chapter 95 of The Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 95. Assuming the disguise our fire began to burn low before the lovers returned into its light during their moonlit ramble no doubt many sweet memories were renewed no wonder they should wish to prolong it but all of us required a certain measure of rest and it was time to make the necessary arrangements for passing the night although we had given up all apprehension on the score of the arapahoes yet there was no reason why we should not observe a proper prudence and keep prepared for any emergency that might arise in that wild neutral road trodden by many tribes an enemy may spring up at any moment or come from any side it was agreed between us that one should keep watch while the others slept each taking his tour of guard throughout the night marion of course accepted from this detail and after bidding us all good-night the huntress maiden retired to her tent at the entrance of which the ever faithful and ever watchful wolf placed himself there did the great dog stretch his body a sentinel couchant with such grim cerberus like resolution that even wingrove might not have dared to cross the threshold of that sacred precinct as yet we had not assumed our indian disguises the opening scene of the travesty was reserved for the morning And after arranging the hours of our respective watches, the trapper taking the first and longest, the rest of us crept under the covering of the buffalo lodge and sought the repose necessary to recruit us for coming events. At earliest dawn, and long before the sun had gilded the snowy summits of the Spanish peaks, we were all afoot. A breakfast similar in materials to our supper of the preceding night was hastily prepared, and still more hastily eaten. After that, we proceeded to equip ourselves for the masquerade. Pegleg acted as principal costumer, and well understood he the role he was called upon to perform, perfectly acquainted with the Utah costume, both that used for war and the chase there was no fear about the correctness of his heraldry being called in question he knew every quartering of the utah escutcheon with a minuteness of detail that would have done credit to a king at arms for himself he needed no disguise as a trapper of taos he might also be an associate of utah hunters and personally unknown to the mormons They would have no other thoughts about him further than that their friend Wakara had sent him to guide them across the deserts of the Colorado. At the Mormon camp, therefore, he could present himself in his Mexican costume without the saints having the slightest suspicion as to his true character. This left him free to lend his services to the rest of us and assist in our heraldic emblazonment his first essay was upon myself my features being sufficiently pronounced rendered it all the more easy to make an indian of me and a uniform coat of vermilion over my neck face and hands transformed me into a somewhat formidable-looking warrior a buckskin hunting-tunic leggings and moccasins concealed the remainder of my skin while some locks of long hair extracted from the mane and tail of my Arab and craftily united to my own dark tresses with the plumed bonnet and drooping crest over all completed a costume that would have done me credit at a Parisian ball mosque with equal facility was accomplished the metamorphosis of the young backwoodsman, but not so easily that of Shot. The nez retroussé, thin yellow hair, and green-gray eyes appeared to be insurmountable obstacles to the Indianizing of the ex-rifleman. Pegleg, however, proved an artist of skill. The chevelure of sure shot, well saturated with charcoal paste, assumed a different hue. A black circle around each eye neutralized the tint of both iris and pupil. To his face was given a ground coat of red ochre while some half-dozen dark stripes painted longitudinally over it and running parallel to the nose extinguished the snub transforming the yankee into as good an indian as any upon the ground marion was her own dresser and while we were engaged outside was making her toilet within the tent her costume would require but little alteration it was indian already her face alone needed masking and how was that to be done to speak the truth i was apprehensive upon the score of her disguise i could not help reflecting on the fearful fate that awaited her should the counterfeit be detected and the girl identified all along i had felt uneasy upon this point and had been endeavouring to devise some scheme by which to avoid the imprudence of her presenting herself in the mormon camp but the thought of lillian the perilous situation in which she was placed perhaps more than all the selfishness of my own love had hindered me from thinking of any definite alternative when i saw the huntress maiden issue forth from her tent her face empurpled with the juice of the allegria berries her cheeks exhibiting each a circle of red spots with a line of similar markings extended across her forehead i no longer felt apprehension for the result though the hideous tattooing could not hide the charms of her speaking countenance it had so changed its expression that even wingrove himself would not have recognized her more like was it to baffle the scrutiny of father and false husband in due time we were all dressed for the drama and after making a cache of our cast-off garments we struck tents and moved forward to the performance the faithful wolf accompanied us it was against my wish and contrary to the counsel of our guide but marion would not part with a companion that more than once had protected her from cruel enemies the dog had been disguised as the rest of us shorn of his shaggy coat with his tail trimmed smooth as that of a greyhound, his skin moreover stained Indian fashion, there seemed but slight danger that the animal could be recognized. End of chapter ninety five. Recording by John Brandon.